Women's World Choir for opening up with a song. Um, good morning and welcome to Grandparents Day Chapel. Um, we want to extend a special welcome to all the grandparents joining us today. We hope you find yourselves at home here and enjoy your time with your grandchildren or grandchild. Um, we value your support and input. Thank you for coming. Um, Monica will light the Christ lamp today, as we do in every chapel, to remind us, in, to remind us that Christ is in our midst. Would you guys bow your heads and join me in today's prayer? External God, you are the God of all generations. Bless our grandparents and elders, and may they know your call to share their wisdom and faith with us. Bless us, their children, with open ears and open hearts to learn and grow into their footsteps. Thank you for the gift of these relationships. Amen. One tradition that we have here in our chapel services at Goshen is called passing the peace. It was introduced to us several years ago by his student who brought it here with them from a church in Columbia. The purpose of passing the peace is to remind ourselves that we intentionally cherish our relationships to each other as Christians over anything that may divide us. So I invite you to stand as you are able and greet those around you. Peace be with you. Please remain standing and turn in your blue worship book to number six here in this place.
morning, everyone. Our speaker today is an intricate part of both our community and this college. Dr. James E. Brenneman has been the Goshen College president for almost 10 years now, and uh, he's led the college forward in becoming more diverse, sustainable, and active in peacemaking. He and his wife, Terry, are very kind and hospitable, and um, I firsthand have had the honor to be welcomed into their home, and I can tell you that they feed you well. So they're a great couple, love them, and um, like me, uh, whose parents have been in Mexico all my life, and so I've seen them like every two years or so, sometimes three. Um, President Brenneman also has had the experience of living far away from his grandparents, but he says that he has been fortunate enough to have both his biological grandparents as well as what he calls surrogate grandparents, um, neighbors that were close and that he saw as um, grandparents in his life also. And so um, please help me to welcome President Brenneman. Thank you so much for that introduction. Today is, you figured out by now, is Goshen College's Grandparents Day. I'd like to add my welcome to each one of you this morning, especially to all grandparents and others visiting with us. We're extremely pleased to have you on our campus today, and it's my understanding that we have about 100 grandparents for some 70 grand students. So it's wonderful to have you here today. We hope your reunion will be one of great joy and blessing throughout the day. The book of Proverbs 17.6 says, grandchildren are a crown to grandparents. Grandparents are the pride of their grandchildren. It takes a village, we're told, to raise a child. So says the proverb from West Africa. God could not be everywhere, so God created grandmothers, or mothers, says a Jewish mother proverb. If you don't know the way, walk slowly, says an Irish proverb. Learning is a treasure that will follow you everywhere, a Chinese proverb from a fortune cookie. If you think you're too small to make a difference, you have not spent the night in a tent with a mosquito. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, out of sight, out of mind. And a more recent proverb, multitasking is the art of screwing up everything at once. <laughs> Every culture, everywhere, has a reservoir of proverbs. Short, pithy, wise sayings of general truth that condense common experience into a memorable form. Miguel de Cervantes, the 17th century Spanish author of Don Quixote, defined a proverb as what he calls a short sentence based on long experience. A short sentence based on long experience. So if he's right about that, if proverbs are said to be the distillation of common sense honed over time and experience, then it's safe to say this morning that grandparents are walking, talking, breathing proverbs. In a grandmother or a grandfather, you get a lifelong, you get lifelong experience, distilled proverbial wisdom embodied in a person or people who love you. And you can't get much better than that, I don't think. In 1979, President Jimmy Carter signed a proclamation officially establishing National Grandparents Day that honors both biological and surrogate grandparents. 
In the words of the proclamation, its intent is to, quote, strengthen the enduring values of family and to recognize, quote, grandparents whose values transcend passing fads and pressures and who possess the wisdom of distilled pain and joy. So grandparents, the proclamation declares, transcends passing fads and pressures. Grandparents can be cool by their lack of coolness, if you will. They don't have to keep up on the fads and the latest trends. As one rather dignified grandparent said without any irony, nowadays I have a devil who cares attitude about most things. In fact, my 83-year-old mother, who just passed away in January, is a great grandmother to her grandkids. And she and her three 80-year-old girlfriends, they call them the ABC Club, based upon parts of their anatomy, which I won't get into, but it tells you a little bit about this club, these 80-year-old women. They were heard by my sister reciting a ditty as to what they say about their adult children who wonder what they're up to with the grandkids, or other things for that matter. If they ask, we won't tell. If they find out, oh well. It's that YOLO attitude, you only live once attitude, that can make grandparents freer than parents to lavish grandkids with love, now with fewer limits, perhaps, and more abandon than when they were parents. Apparently, what happens at grandma's stays at grandma's house sometimes. Um, for example, Harold Schrock, who died in his late 90s, after whom uh, Schrock Plaza is named after, at his uh, memorial service, his, his grandkids recounted how grandpa always said dessert first. And whenever you were at grandpa's house, you had dessert first. One grandmother told a group of us recently around the dinner table in our home that when it came to her grandchildren, her house was called the house of yes. I love that, the house of yes. Three candy bars and Kool-Aid later, she could of course turn her grandkids back to their grandparents with a sugar high, back to their parents with a sugar high. If they ask, we won't tell. If they find out, oh well. I just saw on the news two grandmother pilots from Michigan, one is 90, and she found that she looked for a friend who's 86, and they're flying a small plane to each of the lower 48 states. 48 states. Why not? I mean, you're only 90 and 86. No pressure to conform there, is there? My son's granddad, that is my wife's father, became an Uber driver at 89 years old. He loves it. And he's gotten a five-star rating. <laughs> I don't think anyone knows his age. Of course, grandparents are carefree in ways parents can't be. Much so much more, but they're much more than that as well, of course. As the proclamation declares, grandparents also possess the distilled wisdom of pain and joy. They are living proverbs, summaries of family history, the incarnation of stories and of narratives, of good times and difficult times, of struggles and victory that give grandchildren a sense of being, a place, a memory, if you will. A recent Emory University study concluded the more children know about their family's history, 
that is the good and the not so good, the hard times and the victories, the stronger is their sense of control of the, over their own destinies and by all accounts, a higher level of self-esteem. The study relates what it calls a strong intergenerational self with higher rates of self-confidence. Having older people in one's life, grandparents or surrogate grandparents, links grandchildren to something bigger, grander, deeper than just themselves. Grandparents are, of course, uh, grandparents, of course, love loving you, grandstudents. The, the proverb says, you're the crown jewel of their lives. They relish talking about you to others. They're proud as the dickens of your accomplishments. They pray for you and want you to do well. But most of all, they love you without, with a love that's pure and simple, deep and profound in ways perhaps they could not even love your parents, for that matter. But don't kid yourself, and they may not tell you this, but they need grandkid love too. I say this every year, and that's why the proverb, the distilled wisdom of the proverb, goes on to say that grandparents are the pride of their children and grandchildren as well. Grandparents may not say it, but the distilled wisdom of the proverb does. Grandparents are humbled and honored by your pride in them as well. Old and goofy and uncool as they are, they like that you're proud of them. Be proud of them. Love them. Grandparents desire the love of their grandchildren. In fact, they can probably receive love from you in ways that were not really possible for them to receive in the same way from their own children, from siblings, from each other, or from others. Call it the great gift of the generational gap. They're not asking you to lay down your lives for them. I'm always reminded of this. They're, they're the people who lay down their lives for you, the younger generation. So they're not asking that of you. That's sort of out of the natural order. All they're asking, if you will, or I'm asking for them, is for you to love them in return. Love them, be proud of them, right up to the very last line of the very last chapter of their lives. I close then where we began with a poem by Margaret Walker entitled Lineage. It was sung so beautifully for us by the Goshen College Women's World Music Choir at the beginning of this service. Though the poem focuses on grandmothers in the proverbial wisdom of the ages, the poem invites us to consider the potency and strength of all our elders, our grandmothers and our grandfathers, those who are surrogate, those who are older and wiser and have experienced life beyond us. The poem ends with a beseeching question, not an accusation. It's an invitation for every one of us to take up the mantle, to embody their spirit, their strength, from generation to generation, the psalm says, from everlasting to everlasting. For you see, my grandmothers were strong. They followed plows and bent to toil. They moved through fields sowing seed. They touched earth and grain grew. They were full of sturdiness and singing. My grandmothers were strong. My grandmothers were full of memories 
smelling of soap and onions and wet clay, with veins rolling roughly over quick hands, they have many clean words to say. My grandmothers were strong. Why am I not as they? You are. We can be. May it be so, by God's mercy. Amen. Hi, I'm Lydia Hartman-Kaiser. I'm Sarah Hartman-Kaiser, and these are our grandparents, Margie and John Kaiser, from Cedar Falls, Iowa. Please join us in a litany of response by reading the bold words. From the beginning, we are each created in the image of God of all time, loved and treasured as part of God's great story. We are blessings to each other throughout time and place. We are those who have lived many years gathering wisdom life experiences, and understanding, and we look backwards with grace and humility. We are those whose years stretch before us, and we look forward with excitement and trepidation, meeting what comes with passion and energy. We are each shaped by what we have experienced and those we have touched our lives. We share joy and pain as common threads of human experience and revel in being able to relate to one another. We offer stories and traditions that provide a firm foundation. We give endless support and wisdom, loving and encouraging, because this is how lives are changed. We offer energy and renewal providing hope for continuation of what is good in the world and for an increase of justice and peace in the years to come. We offer a balance to one another, learning and growing together as one community with many parts. Our shared gifts contribute to a remembered past, a beautiful present, and a better tomorrow. We celebrate the opportunity to watch those we love grow and develop questions, hopes, and dreams. We celebrate our places in the lives of those we love. We celebrate the opportunity to listen and learn from those who have gone before us and for the inspiration they offer us. We celebrate our places in the lives of those we love. We celebrate grandparents and grandchildren, the old and the young, and the common threads that tie us together throughout the years and all across the world. Amen. Um, before we close with a song, we just want to make a quick announcement. Um, all who are here for Grandparents Day and their grandchildren, uh, they're welcome to attend a reception that will be following right after chapel. And it's going to be down here just in the fellowship hall. So anyone here for Grandparents Day is welcome to attend. Thank you. Please stand. We will be singing Sing the Journey number 78. Oh, uh -huh. 